welcome to Intentional Talk. I'm Lisa Kay. I'm and Bill I'm Taylor Colongacre. Bill Waver. Welcome, Bill. This is a show that cares and brings positive to the air. Today on Intentional Talk, we are talking with Air Force veteran. He was both active duty and in reserves. In 1984, he was the youngest police chief in the state of Texas. He currently serves as sheriff of Tarrant County, Texas. He's a husband and a father with 10 children. Eight of those are adopted. Welcome, Sheriff Bill Wayman. Yes, welcome, Bill. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here with you. We're glad to have you here. We know this is a busy time for you, Sheriff. Um, We're having a conversation on intentional talk about race relations in America. And with a heart for change, Lisa Kay and I really want to try to bring unity and to open up conversations to help people heal or to help point people to resources that can help us all move in a path forward that's positive and that's Christ honoring. So let's start with Tarrant County Sheriff. What is the state of race in your community where you work and where you have your leadership in Tarrant County? Well, we have had, uh, you know, in the last few months, we've had a few demonstrations and we only had one evening where it was kind of ruckus. But most of the time we've had very, very peaceful demonstrations and we've been able to interact with these groups uh, and talk to them about the reforms that they wanted to see. And and some of them are very good. I, there's there's things that we are very pro uh there are other things that that I don't think they don't understand the business, so it's very difficult to uh, jump over those hurdles. But I think in the greater Fort Worth area, that we're markedly better off than the rest of the country. You know, we're the 13th largest city and 15th largest county in the nation, and uh, we just don't have the troubles as a lot of our sister cities and brother cities do. That's encouraging to hear, Sheriff. Is there anything, one thing, or a few things you can point to in addition to your leadership that is making that happen? Well, I thank you for, for that, but I, I it really, more importantly, is, you know, in the greater Tarrant County area, we probably have a thousand churches, and it is church leadership that that is probably doing as much as anybody. And this comes from the uh, churches of color, as well as other churches, that I think that they are doing a great job of making sure and reiterating peacefulness and that who that the police are not the enemy. And I think that is something that has been phenomenal and overlooked, quite frankly. Uh, but also, I think it is uh, that the relationship that law enforcement had with his community long before this started that that gave us that toehold and that we've done very good because of that relationship. That's great to know. That is wonderful to know. Um, I would like to ask, you have children from different um, ethnic backgrounds. Um, raising those children with our country in the tumultuous climate that we're in, as a parent, what are those conversations like in your household and when you're speaking with parents and children in your in our community? Well, that's that's interesting. Is that uh, in uh, fact uh, one of my sons who is uh, uh, from China uh, is that he was really struggling when when some of this is going on. Quite frankly, that, you know there have been some people out there. Sometimes I refer to them as my fan club that he's heard and seen them 
uh, call me all kinds of names, including being a racist. And he, he, he very, uh, he said, Dad, I'm looking down. I'm, I'm a different color than you. How can you be racist? And uh, so we've had to have open conversations that these people don't know me and uh, they don't know who I am and what I stand for. If they did, they wouldn't be saying those things. But we've had conversations that people often that rate the, the issues that you're seeing are out of ignorance. And some of these people said, you know, said that they were Christians and so forth like that. And I said, all you can do is love them, pray for them, and open the Bible and say under Matthew 18, if you have a confrontation with us, let's do it biblically. You know, we touched on that because it's, it's the naive part of our communities that make this conflict happen. How would you encourage the young generation to be open and, and be able to discuss racism in our society today? The, the biggest encouragement that I could give to our youth that, that often does get involved in these things is that the people that you believe is the opposition is not as evil as you think they are. And if you will just take that moment to sit down and talk to them and listen to what they're saying and walk a mile in their shoes for a moment, carry their pack two miles and have a little bit of empathy and a different camera angle, it it would be very, very uh, uh, educational and moving to them. And they would see what we're putting up with from our angle of the camera. And maybe it'd be a little bit better understanding. At the same time, we need to be doing that with them. Yeah. Yes. Sheriff, um, for many people who are members of ethnic minority groups, um, and I'll say particularly those of us who are black, some are struggling to trust law enforcement and to believe that the motto serve and protect applies to us as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please explain what your office is doing in the area of serving and protecting all citizens. Thank you. Is the very first thing that we're doing is that we're opening our doors and uh, trying to be as absolutely transparent as possible. The second thing is, is being very comfortable in those neighborhoods, being very comfortable in that community to be able to sit down with anybody and break bread. The other thing that we are doing is I am inviting and continue to invite the community, the African-American community that is struggling with that, is that we have a rider program. You can come out and ride in a squad car with us. You can get to know one-on-one law enforcement. And we also uh, have invited uh, them out to scenario-based training and let them even look at that angle of the camera and say, hey, maybe if you do this, you would have a better outcome. So we're allowing their input as well uh, once they get here. But we, I think transparency on our part, we're going to keep talking. We're going to continue to give great service. And uh, we're going to keep telling them, I know you don't trust me yet, but my fan- hand is still out. I still want to be your friend. And I want to, I want to help serve you better by getting to know you. That's great. That's great. I've actually gone on a ride along years ago, and I've spent some time working uh, side by side with law enforcement in Tarrant County. I was um, working with the Victims Advocacy um, Unit. And so it was eye opening for me once I actually took some time to learn what happens every day with law enforcement. And I that's great advice is that so many of us don't know, but we haven't stepped out to learn more. 
That, and you know, that, that is correct. And that's what we want to invite them to do is come into our world for a moment and take a look. That would be very eye-opening. I have not done that. I will probably take you up on that. Will you um, come on over, Lisa Kay? We'll find a squad car and get you busy. Yeah. Um, how can we as a community better um, support our law enforcement? Well, I tell you, as, as always, my, my uh, goals in asking people to do is pray for us. And it is amazing because uh, we don't understand in a short period of time in 2020, why if you looked at uh, people calling first responders heroes in March and in April, then in May, all of a sudden we're the devil in disguise. And the image of law enforcement was just thrown under the bus and law enforcement is skeptical and, and, uh, and, they're careful and non-trustworthy because of things going on. And I think simply people stopping by and say, you know, I thank you for your service. When you see a uniformed officer is an incredible, it, it is an incredible uplifting to that officer. Yeah, yeah. I would see that. I see well, that a lot in veterans as well for that uplifting. So, um, Taylor, were you going, did I interrupt you there? Oh, I was going to say, um, also, Sheriff, so I, I know this isn't in your jurisdiction, but we've just heard the decision about the, the killing of Breonna Taylor, um, and one of the officers was, was charged, but the other two weren't. What about um, police and law enforcement accountability, and do you feel like that that's moving in the right direction today, or, or what, what are you seeing from your standpoint? I think it's absolutely moving in the right direction is that uh, we here at Tarrant County now, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I did not know all the facts to that case, so it's difficult to speak to other cases, and I think it was a horrible tragedy. But here in uh, Tarrant County, and with a lot of our brothers here, Fort Worth and Arlington and all those guys are always trying to reform and, and do things better. But what we all want to do, I will assure you that what cops want to do, if there is a bad cop among us, they want them out of the ranks quick and fast. And if they need to be held accountable in court, they're going to do that. And as sheriff, we've done that. You know, I unfortunately just a couple of weeks ago arrested three of our own and it was for um, excessive force case. And uh, it was clearly a violation and it was heartbreaking, gut-wrenching to do that, but that was the right thing to do is to hold him accountable as quickly as we possibly could. Wow, and I see you're having to make those tough decisions with your own and educate them. Absolutely. You've already been trained on this, I would imagine, <laughs> but it happens anyway. It does happen. I tell people all the time, I remind them, when you become a police officer in this age, you're going to go through a series of tests, psychological tests, physical tests, uh, academic tests, uh, and then assessment from a, uh, from a board of review, background investigation, and did you, why did your first grade teacher dislike you, what was wrong with you kind of thing. And, uh, but the one test that we don't have is a test of what really is in the heart. We don't have that test. And unfortunately, it manifests itself in uh, some misconduct at a time, and my prayer is, is they get caught the first time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that Lisa Kay and I've talked about is we can't begin to move forward until we acknowledge where we are right now. And that's that we all carry biases, whether they're extreme or you know they're based on how we were raised or what we were taught. And so we have to acknowledge that first and then be willing, as you said, to do a ride along or to go into those communities or meet someone who's unlike you to start to have those conversations. And for us as Christians, we know that any action we take has to be done in God's love and in truth and biblical wisdom before we just go off the cuff and and make a decision to do something. And then also to seek forgiveness for those things that have happened in the past that maybe we don't have any control over. And then to start to build unity, to build a bridge and then really look at the rhetoric and things that we are saying, are we building a bridge? Or are we causing destruction with our words and our actions? Amen. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Taylor, um, I'd like to say this, and it's a, a verse that is kind of drawn close to racism. It's John 13, 34. It says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And that's what we need to do. Amen. That is beautiful. Yep. Yeah, that is so true, Lisa Kay. And I, I challenge my friends and my family members and so many things are going on on social media. Reread what you have written. Reread what you are giving a thumbs up to or hearting or, you know, responding to, reacting to. And does that really speak of God's love? Is that something that's honorable, something that you're willing to stand up for? You know, often it's not. So that's a great, great scripture, Lisa Kay. It really is. Well, Sheriff, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we close? You know, uh, on all of these issues of how we walk through this mysterious path we call life, uh, with, as you so well said, it, with Christ in our heart and being driven by the Holy Spirit and His will being done. Well, and I love the scripture that Lisa Kay just read, and one that always comes to my mind and that I repeat, and I'm about to teach a class on it here in about an hour, is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Let's keep the second greatest commandment and then understand and unpack that is who is your neighbor? Well, it's everybody. And I even say this to our detention officers is listen. Yes, we call them inmates, but a lot of them are going to go free and they're going to be our neighbors again. What is it that we want that to look like? And if we don't have the audacity to respect all human life, respect everyone that's in our presence that bears the image of God, then uh, we're going to have consistent conflict that's going to be hard to resolve until we realize who we're talking to. Wow. Such a great word, Sheriff. And thank you for educating and leading out in this area. Our community so desperately needs it. And we believe you'll be a model for others to follow throughout our country. Well, thank you. And and, uh, just so, you know, we just need to, we all, we need to start a revival. Yes. Your time is very valuable. So thank you for being the first to share and open up this conversation with Taylor and myself and Intentional Talk. Thank you so much for your time, Dan. Thank you all for your time. This is incredible. Thank you. Be sure to tune in to Intentional Talk wherever you get your podcast, and also look for us on Pray.com. Follow Intentional Talk on Facebook as well. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.